Hello, and welcome to the Diaspora Chiefs Podcast. We love having you here. This show is for ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who want to start, grow, and scale their business. And it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, high income skills, and know-how on all things digital to create the best lifestyle for you and your family. We know that you have it in you. And now, let's get started with the Diaspora Chiefs host, Victor Osio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful session. Today, we promise you another wonderful session. Our guest today, she is so full, she is so impactful, and she is just a wonderful and amazing human being. See, her name is um, Sharon Inko Taria, MBE. She is an entrepreneur, an innovator, and a speaker. She is also the founder of the Power of Staff Network Consultancy. Sharon has built her brand and is now one of the country's influencers in the field of inclusion with a specific focus on employee networks. Welcome, Sharon Inko Tario. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, may, I, may, I may have made some mistake with your name, but um, I'll take it again. Sharon Inko Tario. Correct. Good, 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 good. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the power of staff networks consultancy. Yes. Yeah. So, um, can we just just a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So, um, in 2012, um, up until 2012, I used to work for the government. I used to work in the civil service doing a, a wide variety of, of jobs and some very high profile jobs. And throughout my career in the service, I have always been involved in employee networks or staff networks where groups who share an affinity come together to support each other and try and bring change for that group in the organization. So it could be that they share an ethnicity or a disability, you know, uh, a gender, whatever. Um, But for some reason, they're not progressing in the organization. So they come together to try and um, bring change and be a voice. And so in 2012, I actually left the civil service and I wanted to try and figure out what it is I wanted to do. Um, And one thing that I was still really passionate about were employee networks, because I know that when you get people together with their talent, their experience and, you know, their skills and really use that to bring change, it's powerful. So I wrote a book called The Incredible Power of Staff Networks. And since then, uh, the consultancy grew because people read the book and they called me up and say, you know, can you come and work with our networks or can you come and work with our organization? And it just gradually, you know, grew from that. So from rewriting one book, four years on, I, I now have a, you know, a rather successful consultancy. So that's how it all started, really. Fantastic, fantastic. That's, that's an amazing story. I hope you inspire one of you guys that are watching right now. <laughs> you know, our audience here, we, it's all about the passion there for us as an entrepreneur. But what we are mostly focused on this um, is action, action, action. So we've heard about you. So now let's go into it. Action. Okay. So today we'll be talking about... Um, one of your main strengths, actually, which is relationships. So 
how do we use relationship as a um, as a business growth strategy? So, well, because the heart of what I do is around networks. Um, networks are about relationships. You know, when we when we hear about networking events. Many people misunderstand what that is. They think it's just about collecting business cards. It's not. It's about the start of building relationships. And the reason why that's important is because uh, people want to work with people that they can trust, that they feel that there's of mutual benefit for both parties, um, that they feel that, you know, they can, they can be an exchange of ideas or challenge. And all of that takes time. You know, relationships take time to build, but they can be as long lasting as, as we want them to be. Um, so I think when you're looking to, to do a business, especially if you're starting up as a sole trader or, you know, you're starting up on your own, it's so important for you to think about those relationships. Think about what you can offer someone, not just what you can get from that person. People will sniff out someone who's just you know, after their contacts or after their ideas. Mm -hmm. But they will also uh, relish in the opportunity of building a real solid relationship with, with, with someone. And, you know, you may not be in the same field, but you can share the same values or similar ideologies that will help both of your businesses grow. So I, I'm, while I understand the value of having someone's contact details, it's what are you going to do with that? How are you going to make their life easier and build that relationship? So for me, it's a, a fundamental strategy if you're looking to grow and develop your own business. Great. So how do you grow this relationship or how do you hone those skills and find the right relationship for yourself? So for me, it's about being clear about what your offer is. What is it you are bringing to the table? So what's the craft that you, you've got? You know, so know your business, know your area, know who else is doing stuff. So that's number one, because when you meet with people, they want to know what you know, right? And they want to know who you are and what you stand for and what your values are. The other thing is you need to just be, be prepared to study for the role that you're in. You can't just say you've got an idea and rock up and expect everyone to, you know, buy your product or buy your services. You need to know the field, study the field, study what's going on around you, study their field and, and find and, and point out gaps or, or problems and provide those solutions. So that leads me on to the third thing. It's about being solution focused. Um, anyone can point out a problem. Anyone can pick holes in something, but it takes a particular type of person to say, OK, let's let's be solution focused. I've seen this and I can help you do that. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, and that contributes to the building and the bolstering of your relationship because they've seen that you cared sufficiently to identify a key area or a key problem as well as offer a solution to that. And I think when you continue to do those things and don't become complacent or begin to rest on your laurels and say, well, I've arrived now, I'm the leading expert in this, I'm, I'm good. I think that's, I think that's dangerous. So I think, you know, if you take relationships for granted, if you take um, your business for granted, if you become complacent and you neglect to stay alert and stay relevant and stay on top of it, you know, it's, it's dangerous. So um, I think it's important to just keep that going, keep building, keep developing yourself. So that's for me, those are the important things um, for business and relationships. 
Great, 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 great. So um, if, I, if I go back to um, the second step, which is um, studying your field, can yeah. you, how, how, how has that um, impacted your business? How has that grow, um, been a growth factor in your business? So before I started to write this book of mine, I, I had an experiential, um, I could offer something of, of experience around running a network. But what I didn't know was what, what the theory was behind certain things or what, you know, what's the dynamics. I didn't have that theoretical background. And so I decided to find out what is out there. And that just, that means just doing some research. It literally means doing your research, going to the library. I spent a long time in the British Library just doing my research, finding out what's going on both in this country and abroad. Um, I found out who else was in the field and what their approach was. Um, I sought after people actually running networks across the country and spoke to them because sometimes we think because we've got this experience, we know it. But I wanted to offer a multi-dimensional um, approach to give different people an opportunity to, to find out different ways of working. So, you know, I, I didn't take my experience for granted. I just assumed that I still had a lot to learn. And I sat down and thought about, oh, they have this approach. They do this. What am I bringing? What's going to be different about me? What's going to be different about the offer that I'm presenting? And so it's being very clear about what your USP is, what your niche area is. How does it differ from everybody else? And in order for you to do that well, you need to know what else is out there. And that means sitting down and do your research. Lots of people like to, like to skip this bit, you know, they, they, because it seems like hard work, just because, oh, I don't know anyone else is doing this, so nobody else must be doing it, so I must be okay. No. Check your facts. Do your due diligence and find out what's happening out there. And so if I had discovered that, that someone else had written a book about networks, I would have backed off and left it, but there wasn't one. So that's what, that's, what's in, that's what I mean by studying your field. Great, 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 great. I told you guys, get your pen. Hope you're making some notes. Um, can we move down to, uh, move to the next one? So, so how did you position yourself to become solution-focused? Well, I'm naturally solution-focused anyway. Um, it's, it's not that I, I don't want to ignore problems, but, you know, problems are problems and every problem has a solution. So for me, it's about, okay, this is a situation we're in. Let's find out how we're going to tackle this. Yes, we may fail the first time, but we're going to still keep going. And the thing is today in the UK workplace and or in any workplace, they will no doubt have number of problems. And the difference between you and someone else getting a contract is the person that can offer a solution to those problems. So for me, you know, if you've got um, various teams, wherever there are people, <laughs> wherever there are people, there will be some challenges. Um, there will be conflict. There will be um, uh, issues that arise. And I think it's important for us as consultants or um you know practitioners to think about okay what approach can we adopt to help this to help solve this problem so i think it's important not to try and pull something off the shelf or i did this for this organization so it work here it's about going into that organization studying it understanding the landscape understanding some of the culture and then finding a viable solution to address the various problems I don't believe in cookie cutter solutions. I think that's lazy and I think it robs you of your integrity. 
I, I am a strong believer in getting to know the organization and beginning to implement some things or making some changes that's going to help the organization grow. So yeah, I am very much a solution focused person. Um, I think we could spend a lot of time on unpicking the problem, a lot of time on the problem. And we do need to understand it, but we also need to understand, okay, what can we do to fix this? Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I mean by being solution focused. And I think it robs you of your integrity. I, I am a strong believer in getting to know the organization and beginning to implement some things or making some changes that's gonna help the organization grow. So yeah, I am very much a solution focused person. Um, I think we could spend a lot of time on unpicking the problem, a lot of time on the problem. And we do need to understand it, but we also need to understand, okay, what can we do to fix this? Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I mean by being solution focused. How do you build relationships then? For, to grow your business? Is it, um, are there any um, steps to build relationships for business growth? Well, I think the first thing to understand about relationships is motivation. What's motivating you to connect with someone? Is it that, you know, you, you know, they know someone that you want to get to know? Or is it that they work for an organization where you would like to be able to pitch and do some business? Or is it that you just like that person at that time? So it really does depend on your motivation. For me, very rarely do I say, oh, I really want to work for that organization. I'm going to get in touch with this. But I, very rarely do I do that. I am just interested in people. So while I work a lot on with networks and so on i'm also a coach so i'm naturally curious about people and i'm also you know i'm always about okay what's what's happening for you today or you know just befriending people being kind find out if there's any way you can help them you, you won't be able to do it all the time but for me it's about being interested in the person or being curious about the person and really listening to what people are saying we're not very good listeners you know we're not naturally good listeners we hear but we don't listen or we don't actively listen. Sometimes when you're talking to someone, you know, you're looking at them and they're busy looking to see what else is going on. But it's good to just really pay attention and picking up those little nuggets and then offering some solutions if they want some. So I think for me, I, I'm curious about the person. I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm trying to unpick what they're not saying and providing a little bit of challenge as well. And then maybe coming up with some solutions with them. For me, that's, that helps to build a more longer lasting relationship. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 it helps people think, oh, she's not just in it because I work for so-and-so. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah. So still, still, still on relationship. Say I run a business now and I'm feeling stuck. Have you, how did you grow your business? Okay, so um, I, the, the first thing I have to say is I, I, am a, I was a reluctant entrepreneur. I didn't see myself as a, a businesswoman. I, I, I still struggle with, with saying that about myself anyway. Um, and I guess for me, I, I'm more driven by a, a message or an ethos that I'm trying to push out. Um, so I'm not about, oh, I want to sell this how many units, I want to sell, um, I want this number of subscribers, I want to make this amount of money. Those are not things that are driving me. So I'm driven by helping organizations and people to understand how they can be effective. So that's my driver. So that being said, there have been times when I'm thinking, oh, 
what am I going to do? I'm a bit, where do I go from here? And you've got several choices. You can just give up. Yeah, you can just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, that's it, I'm done. I'm spent. I can't do anymore. Or you can just ignore it and just carry on doing what you're doing. Or you can just hit the pause button and remind yourself about what it is you, why you started this in the first place. And are you still on track? Have you, are you suffering from mission drift? You know, have you gone off in a slightly different direction than you anticipated? Um, so I think when I'm feeling stuck, I own it. Um, I try and unravel why I'm stuck and I try and think about, okay, what do I want to achieve in the next six months? What do I want people to be saying in the next six months or feeling in the next six months? Um, and then you just think about, okay, let me go back to my, let's go back to basics. Let's see what's happening out there. How can I apply myself to that or whatever? So I think it's just a case of recognizing that you're stuck, owning it, have a review of where you started and why you started. Um, are you on track? If not, get back on track. And how far away are you from your next milestone? I think just some practical things to put in place, but don't just stay stuck. Or the other thing is just reach out and speak to someone. Yeah. Go, go to an event where there are other entrepreneurs or other people in your field and just speak to them because you will find that you're not alone and you may get some ideas. Um, and that may even start a whole new raft of relationships, a whole new raft of contacts. So, you know, I think don't just hold it in and stay by yourself. Get out there, be a little bit vulnerable, share that you're going through a challenge. Yeah and be prepared to help others who are going through the similar challenge often when we're giving advice to someone and you're listening to yourself giving that advice you're thinking oh i should take my own advice so i think sometimes it's just getting out there and and talking to people about it no because most of most of the listeners right now we are kind of um small businesses yeah yeah solopreneurs one-man bands mompreneurs mm -hmm. so sometimes we feel stuck we don't know where to go. That, yeah. is, that is the main reason for this summit in the first place. Yeah. So it's not, you, you, have, you need to understand that it is not just you. You are not alone. Feeling That's right. Or you're not alone going through the motion. It happens to everyone. So um, when you reach out to people like um, yourself, when they reach out to people like yourself, you can help them to unravel some some boats and knots that have been stuck in their in their thinking to just get yeah. come on get yeah. out of the fog you can recognize where you where you are have you like like you just rightly said now have you drifted have you do you own do you own it do you yeah. go back to basics are you reviewing it like do you so those um nuggets you just dropped now would actually help an entrepreneur who is feeling stuck I always like to say feeling stuck because I've been on that journey before whereby yeah. I, I just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So this summit, I hope it touches just one person to just say, you know what? Aha. If I listen to what Sharon just said, go to a networking event where I have same people in my field or in my industry. They might actually help me to do. And some of them have just been complacent because they've actually reached, they hit a milestone and you just feel, you know what, I can coast from here. So how do you get out of that being complacent um, level? Okay. So, I mean, you have to write, you have to get a balance, right? Because 
there's a difference between being complacent and just trying to keep up with everybody else. Yeah, we have to get that balance. There's nothing wrong with surveying the landscape to see what other people are doing, um, just to, you know, um, just to keep interested and to just keep an eye on what's coming up on the horizon. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you know, I mentioned before about know your craft. Uh, Have you really reached the, the, the top of your game? Yeah, I don't think anyone could actually say, yes, I've reached the top of my game in terms of, you know, their business and so on, because otherwise there'll be a multi-million company. So there's always room to improve. And sometimes it's, it's about the, the individual need to improve something about themselves, or it could be that they need to remodel, you know, rethink them, the business model, or it could be that it's time to scale down or even, you know, increase. But whatever, whatever you're going to do, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, you have to be honest about where you're at and where you're going and the steps you need to get there. So I think that's really, really important. If you constantly say to yourself, I want to remain curious. If you say you want to remain curious, you will never be complacent. So I'm constantly curious about what's happening in my field. If I see an article, if I, if I see um, you know, a headline or I hear about someone giving a speech about the topic that I'm passionate about, I want to know what they're saying, not because I want to compete, but because I want to enhance my knowledge and my skill set. So we need to be consistently curious about our field. Or it could be that we just got bored. And if you got bored, own that. Own the fact that you're bored and think about, okay, how can I make sure that none of this goes to waste? Or why am I bored with it now? Do you see what I mean? But it takes an honest conversation with yourself or giving someone permission to have that honest conversation with you but otherwise you're just going to keep going round and around in circles resting on your laurels and before you know it someone else is going to come up doing exactly the same thing and pass you um so yeah i've never been complacent i don't think i'll ever be complacent so yeah <laughs> yeah speaking about laurels just now i just um, want you to just go a little bit on that laurel part and it's still a complacency. See, uh, most um, African and Caribbean businesses, mm. yeah. So they have issues with building relationships with customers or clients because of um, customer service level. So when they start, they, they they take care of you. Like, oh, welcome. They say they they they, they try to have this rapport with you. So, but after after a certain amount of time, and they've actually like reached a certain milestone in the business, say like um, like a restaurant, like an African restaurant now, Caribbean restaurant, when they reach a certain level and um, they start dwindling when it comes to customer relationship, customer retention, how would you yeah. how would you advise them to like get out of that state? where they are they're beginning to neglect customers a little bit or neglect the service they provide the customer 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 yeah okay so unless they have another income stream coming in yeah if they're relying if they're solely reliant on customers on the footfall that's coming through the door or on customers exchanging money in return for a service um unless that's not a necessary aspect of their business 
they can carry on not worrying about it. But I can guarantee you if they're in the service industry or they're relying on people to buy a product or a service, then I don't, I don't see how you can afford to take any customer for granted, whether they're a large client or, or a smaller uh, business person. You can't afford to do that. If you think about um, your mobile phone, everyone has a mobile phone, okay? And the minute you stop getting the service you expect from the mobile phone, from the service provider, you, you don't, you're not going to say, oh, this is the only provider in the world. I have to stay with them. You're going to say, no, I'm going to close you down and switch. It's so easy to switch now. And so the same applies to us as business people. If people aren't satisfied with the service we're giving to them, they can just pack their bags and go to somewhere else. And I think investing in customer service and looking after your clients is so easy, but not to do so is much costly, is very costly. So I, I don't take any of my customers for granted because not only, even if they stop buying from you because of their own financial constraints or whatever, they can still help you, promote you, advertise for you. You know, they're still, they've still got an, a whole raft of networks that they can promote your business too and so you're not saying goodbye to that customer when you treat them poorly you're saying goodbye to them and a whole you know whole raft of other people that could be coming through your door so my if that's where you are now um i would strongly recommend that you invest in some customer service training that you go back to the beginning as to why you need your customers you know who are your stakeholders where are, where are their interests? Why do you need them? You know, what's, evaluate your own service. Would you buy from yourself treating them how you treat people? Do you see what I mean? I think sometimes we just need to go for an evaluation. Do a review of your service. Ask your customers to review and evaluate your service and get the honest feedback. And then think about, okay, we need to change here. You think about those companies that have stayed viable for, for decades you know the, those household brands like you know Purcell or Kellogg's or whoever um they don't do that because they just believe in their product they do that because they understand their customer needs and they do so through surveys and on online giveaways or whatever so they're constantly finding ways to engage with the people who purchase their product and they've been going for years and these are multi-million companies so if they if they want to still keep doing that who, why wouldn't a smaller business who's trying to get off the ground not understand that principle? Yeah? The other thing I would say is check your, check your thinking. Have you put a limit on where your business can go? Because if you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm only going to get 10 customers a year, yeah? And you're just saying, well, they're going to be with me for a year. And the last 10 I've got, they've been with me for five years. I'm all right. So even if I don't get any more customers, I'm fine. What you're doing is you're limiting the growth of your business. Because if you treat your customers well, the 10 that you normally get could turn into 20 or 30. Do you see what I mean? So don't, don't limit your thinking or don't assume because you've treated this 10 like this and they keep coming back that you can get, you can get more. It's, I'm not sure if I'm making sense. I'm just saying if you want to grow, you have to think bigger. And, if, and in order to think bigger, you have to understand how to treat what, how you, you know, the customers or the clientele, you, you need to understand why they stay with you. Am I making sense? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, because you just touched on the root, the base, the foundation of even starting a business. Because to me, business is about giving value to a customer. So, and if there is a disconnect, there's no engagement between you and the customer. They're going to go. They're gone. They will go. They will go. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate. I, I I do my I do my homework. I do my due diligence. I'm very clear about what it is that you want, and I deliver. And and because of that, they'll you know someone do you know anyone who could do X Y and Z, and they would refer me on, even if the person does. It's nothing to do with my my skill set, but they just like the approach. So that's the other thing we need to be mindful of. Excellence attracts excellence. So if we do things with excellence, that's what people are drawn to because they see that you're, you pay attention to detail. Yeah. When we go on holiday and we stay in a hotel that, you know, there's thousands of hotels, but it's the ones that pay attention to detail that we want to write the good review about, that we want to go back to, that we'll recommend to our friends. You know, the others where the towels are a little bit dirty or the place smells a bit musty, you're just like, I'm not going to stay there again. Right? So it's the same thing. We want that ongoing referral from people. So I think it's important to just think about what experience you want your customers to have as a result of engaging with you. And to me, it should be a positive one. Great, great. So you mentioned review now twice. I was like, review, review. So is review part of relationship building with your clients? I certainly think so. I think it's important to under, and, and it's connected to not taking things for granted. Yeah. Just because they're staying with you, you don't just assume that they're happy. You, you confirm it, you find out, you find out if there's anything you could do differently because it could be that they like you. So they don't want to rock the boat or whatever. But if you go to them intentionally saying, listen, you know, thank you for being with me for X amount of years or whatever, but I'm keen to ensure that we're giving you the best service we can Help me understand what, how we can improve. You know, if there's anything that you felt we could have done better, let me know. Tell me so that we can work on that. You know, so you're giving them the opportunity to share their thoughts and their ideas, which not only will improve that relationship, but could improve all your relationships and even bring in more revenue. So for me, a, a review is important. So you review the relationship you have with your customers, you review the service, the product or whatever, but you also review your approach, your style, your skill set. Do you see what I mean? So the review is on many levels, but be very clear about why you're doing that. You're doing this so that you could take yourself to the next level, take the business to another level, just keep improving and improving and improving. So yeah, I think review and evaluation essential so we can't so we can't sweep relationship out of business growth you can't you you, you simply can't you think about uh, even if even if you're a sole trader and you have a product you'll still need someone to help you distribute you'll still need someone to help you promote you may still need someone to come to your event and and, and host it for you you'll still need someone to help you introduce you to somebody else all of these things are down to relationships. So when you fail to pay people on time, when you don't sell all your invoices promptly, all of that begins to rob, rob you of trust. People start to feel, I'm not sure I like handling this person. Do you see what I mean? 
So even if you've got a great relationship, if they've sent you their invoice and they understand the terms, pay within the terms. If they've asked you to deliver a course uh, on a specified date, do the course with excellence. You know, don't just do your lastminute.com and turn. No, 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 no. Integrity for me is key to your business and to relationships, I think. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. This is just this is just amazing because what you just said now, the last sentence was integrity. Come on. Because it kind of affects the way we treat each other, the way the way we handle our clients, the way we when it's time to pay your invoice, pay. When it's time to do stuff, do it. When you say you want to do this, do it. Wow. It is. I am. I am the main avatar for this. You're actually speaking to the choir here. You're pushing. I'm the sure. Choir I'm sure. Because, because it's not every day you get advice like this. Oh. It's not every day you get to hear how to like this or how to to get a wake up call like this. You just you know what you need to start building relationships. You need to start um, engaging with your clients. You need to start engaging with your network. You need. You need to review. And most of the time, what happens with um, us as business people or us as um, solopreneurs or small businesses is just that feeling of there's no, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And it can feel that way. And that's why it's important to join. Um, I mean, you can't go to every networking event, but you can join somewhere, something which provide support for people in your field or for people who are, you know, uh, micro business owners or sole traders. There are lots of opportunities out there. And um, personally, I've joined one because just sharing with someone who can understand where you're coming from, that in itself is really cathartic and it really does help you recognize, oh, I'm not on my own. And it encourages you and it inspires you especially when you hear from someone who was exactly where you were and they've made it through. So um, I think that's really, really important um, not to just stay isolated. Um, and also the other thing I would say, and it took me a little while to get this, is to actually invest in yourself. Not just in your business, but invest in yourself. So you joining a, a network group um, you know, where you can get that support. That's an investment in yourself. Taking time out to think and um, take care of you, your well-being, that's an investment in yourself because your business won't go anywhere if you aren't 100%. So we need to be 100% ourselves, both mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. We need to be there in order for our business to really surge. Do, am I making sense? Absolutely, you're making yeah, so much so sense. It took me a long time to understand that I don't need to make a sacrifice. I don't need to say, in order for my business to do well, I must leave myself out. I, you know, I, I, I put myself second. You can have a balance, yeah? If you're a sole trader and this is your own business, you are in control of your diary. So take control of your diary and put yourself first, you know? Go on that course. You know, take the time out to go on that workshop, make notes, apply the rules and see what can happen. But we just sometimes we just go round and around and around and expecting the same thing 
uh, we do the same thing expecting change. That, that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. And you are in the right place. You've made an investment to spend time here and you've listened to a world-class advice. You can't get it anywhere better than what she just said. Make an investment in yourself. Make an investment in yourself because your business can't go anywhere without you being 100%. And Absolutely. She has, and she has said it be there because you can't say go and you can't say you can't project the next six months or the next one year and your body, your mindset, everything is still last year. You need mm-hmm. to be congruent with what your projection is. Take care of you. She just said it and I can't say it any better. Take charge of your diary. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Very, very true. Take charge of your diary. You own your diary. Your diary doesn't own you. That's right. That's right. Wow, that's good. That's good advice. That's good okay. advice there. Mm-hmm. That's good advice there. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having taking time off and sharing with us some golden, 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 amazing advice today. Pleasure. And, um, we are so grateful for this. We okay. don't, yeah, we don't take it lightly. We don't take it as because we can get fluffs all over the internet. You can Google any kind of stuff, and you, but when you actually hear it from someone who has done it, who has been there, who knows what they are talking about, who has got yeah. their hands dirty, you should be very grateful for them sharing or taking their time off because this is not a, this is not um, it's not a must that you must be here, but. It is a privilege for us to listen to you speak, you. share your knowledge. So we are very grateful for your time today. And You're we, welcome. Have been, we have been blessed. <laughs> I'll just end with one thing, one more thing. The, people ask me why have I called my consultancy the power of staff networks. So obviously power means, you know, the ability to influence and control and so on. But power is also a step. Yeah, five steps. And while I wrote it with networks in mind, it also applies to businesses or teams. And the first one is understand your purpose. So what is the purpose of what you're trying to do? And in brackets, what's the potential? Yeah, the O is for opportunity. What opportunities exist for your business to grow? And sometimes it's in the dark days where that presents the opportunity for your business to thrive. Because when people are going through those dark days, they need someone who can come in and offer the way forward, be that beacon of hope, as it were. So there's opportunities all around us. The W is about working with wisdom. We don't talk about wisdom anymore. Wisdom is, is an old-fashioned word that we don't hear a lot. But wisdom says we need experience and different types of people and different ways of working to harness all of that to collaborate with other people yeah we need to use wisdom when we are working with other people and it's not about us it's about understanding that everyone has a contribution to make the e is to manage expectations yeah manage your own expectations manage the expectations of others be very clear about what you can and cannot do yes negotiate your yes negotiate your no don't just say yes or no and then you don't deliver if anything my mantra is under promise over deliver yes most businesses especially micro ones over promise and under deliver 
and then they are they lose the trust they lose credibility okay and then the final letter is r and r is for responsibility and reputation so remember that you have a responsibility to your customers to yourself to the sector that you're working in you know you have a responsibility to be the best that you can be deliver the best that you can do and that contributes to your reputation yes what type of reputation do you want to build so purpose opportunity wisdom expectations and responsibility when we understand that we begin to tap in some of that real powerful stuff that we need in order to grow and be successful so yeah those are my purpose how man opportunities wisdom mining expectations responsibilities and reputation yeah and recognize i never knew it was this oh that's a good acronym yeah so it's power yeah it's power so that's why i call it the power of staff networks but power in that context can apply to any business or group or team that are trying to make a way forward so yeah you can actually use this to (laughs) you can actually use this to like reinvent your business absolutely yeah using this power acronym you can use it to reinvent your business put some more power into your business if you're feeling flat get some power into your business absolutely get some purpose get some opportunity look for opportunities um get wisdom actually try to um, hook up with uh, link up with people like sharon they can help you with that manage expectation hmm. responsibility and reputation in your business grow your integrity make sure and it gets no better than this it gets no better than this so if um do you do one-on-one consulting or coaching or because how do they if they want those that are watching us right now if they want to get in touch with you how can they get some more of your wisdom well uh, to answer your question yes i do um one-on-one coaching and um i haven't done any one-on-one consultancy per se i'm normally going to an organization and do that but i wouldn't i wouldn't refuse any um one um to get in touch with me they can go to the website www.thepowerofstaffnetworks.co.uk i'm also on twitter at pos networks i'm on instagram pos gram um and i'm also on linkedin under my name sharon Kotaria. so variety of ways to get in touch with me and um yeah all my contact details are there and the book is out there. You can get the book as well. It's an amazing book. Yep. This is yeah. the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Incredible Power oh. Staff Networks. You can get it on my website. You can get it on Amazon. So, yeah. But come to the website and then I can sign it for you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's going to be personalized for you if you do that. There you go. Just let me know you want it signed and I can, I can arrange that to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have and, to give a shout out to the, yeah. to the summit and Victor. I should hook you up. Uh, yeah <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much is there any word of wisdom to give us you've just given us power now is there any word of wisdom to give us? any words of wisdom i would say um whatever you're whatever you whatever you do do so with passion and do so with excellence yeah um and just 
think about what you want to be remembered for. Yeah, what's your legacy? So for me, I'm always thinking about a legacy. What will the, what will the next generation say about my contribution today? And, um, uh, you know, what will your children say, your grandchildren, your niece, your nephews, your godchildren? What is it you want them to be saying about you? So I want my, my nephew and my godchildren to say, oh, well, you see, Auntie Sharon, she just went for it and she, she did her thing in her own unique way, but she tried to bring change, she tried to make a difference. And so that keeps me to, you know, my legacy at the forefront of my mind. So yeah, that's what I would say. Passion and excellence. People, it's not about you anymore. It's not about you anymore. Start building your power. Start building your power. Follow the steps that she told, that she spoke about. And I believe um, it might inspire you to get back. Don't neglect, yeah, don't neglect networking. Don't neglect networking. Um, Sharon, I must say yes. thank you very much. Um, thank you. I know how busy you are, so I must um, let you go now. Thank you very much again. We are very grateful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> my diaspora sheaves. Thank you for hanging out with us today on this episode. More info and show notes can be found online at um, www.diasporasheaves.com. Please subscribe and share this podcast with friends and ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who wants to start and launch um, the digital lifestyle business. Thank you and I'll see you next week for a new episode.